Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay. Welcome to another Friends of the F-Tag Podcast. Sam Farley joining me today, host of the Head on a Swivel Podcast, a massive NFL writer in the game, finger on the beat at all times, especially if it's anything to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tickets have been released, Sam. It's Jacksonville Mania. They're back at Wembley this year. How excited are you? I mean, it, it, it feels like it's... We've just been talking about it before we got on here. We keep saying NFL's only around the corner. The, the corner's getting shorter, surely. We, we've got to be nearer. We're nearer than we were in April, at least. Yeah, it's it's coming, isn't it? The the fantasy talk is growing. We've obviously got the, the uh, Jaguars tickets now on sale. I think the season ticket holders for the Spurs games are on sale now as well. Um, <laughs> it's it's It feels so close. Uh, we're going to have to unfortunately push through the preseason first but um <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure we'll, we'll enjoy that when it comes we don't need to worry about tottenham because jacksonville Jaguars have made wembley their fortress i mean you guys i mean i think you probably won more there than in jacksonville it feels like that anyway <laughs> uh i do you know what? i don't actually i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but that game i think is it's arguably the game of of all of the international games this year. Mm. Um, I know there's a, a huge amount of Packers fans will be furious that I could say that, but um, I just think the Jaguars are. I'm, well, I'm not going to say they're going to be brilliant this year, but I think that realistically they're not going to be. They can't be any worse. I think there's going to be mm. some quite significant improvement. And the Broncos, uh, I I think they're one of those teams everybody is just really looking forward to seeing uh, under mm. Russell Wilson. Well, I've got my tickle, ticket sealed. And I have to admit, though, as a Steelers fan, we should probably point out you are a Jags fan, Sam. That's why we've kicked off this. Yeah, you know, we, just, we did. We just we just dove into it. But Sam is a, a massive Jags fan. But Russell Wilson is, though I'm a Steelers fan, Russell Wilson is my favorite player in the league. I absolutely love Russell Wilson. I loved him in Seattle. Loved him and, and love him now in Denver. Loving that team coming together. And obviously, Jacksonville Jaguars only on the rise. I mean, we've got to talk about your draft. You had the number one pick. It was always going to be Aiden Hutchinson up until two weeks and then one week before the draft and then the rumours spill, it starts to percolate through the NFL community, the NFL UK community for that matter. Trevor Walker's name starts going up. Could he be the second pick? Could he be the third pick? Maybe he'll drop, but no, he props himself to the number one pick. You get Trayvon Walker, that number one. It was no surprise by, by draft time that you guys took him. You then also trade up from the second round into the number 27 pick to get Devin Lloyd. And then you had a great draft going down. Luke Fortner, the offensive tackle, Chad Moomer, the linebacker. Uh, it feels like a lifetime ago, April. But there was a lot of people coming out of that draft, Sam, saying that the Jacksonville Jaguars hit a lot of home runs, especially that Devin Lloyd pick. How did you feel about it on the night? Yeah, I I was really pleased with it. Um, I must admit, Trayvon Walker, there was kind of the, the three edge guys that everybody was kind of Mm -hmm. throwing out as they, they should be number one and obviously Trayvon Walker was the guy uh, who who went number one in the end but uh, I'll be honest I would have liked Hutchinson um, I love he just seems like a real culture guy but ultimately I think when you look down what the Jaguars did you can see there is method to their madness which I think maybe hasn't necessarily always been the case in the past which mm -hmm. I think is really promising and look I, I mean we all fantasy players here we love a draft where our team gets somebody who's going to be fancy worthy. Um, mm -hmm. And there certainly wasn't really any of that for the Jaguars this year. But what it has been is just really strong, solid additions that are going to get this team going. We've improved the defence, which needed to be done. We've obviously improved the offensive line as well. Um, plus, obviously, free agency. 
so Trevor's going to be protected. I, I just think it's it does feel like something's changing there. Um, I actually went to the NFL live at Jaguars live thing this past week, and Tony Bosselli was there, obviously a Jags legend. He, he made a comment. Somebody asked him what it was like having uh, Doug in in at Jacksonville, and he said, "Oh, it's nice to have have a proper NFL coach for once," um, <laughs> which was obviously quite a cutting remark, but. I think it does does feel like something's happening, and this is a proper proper football team for the first time in well at least a year, if not a, a little bit longer. Um, I mean, Doug Peterson does not have a reputation for kicking the kickers, so you know that's one positive, I suppose, start. this year. But but yeah, it's a good. It's definitely a very good start. I mean, he may like a strip club or two. We don't know. We can't we can't comment for Doug. We can't comment for him. Bless him. But yeah, we talk about the uh, the draft briefly. I mean, yeah, Trayvon Walker. I, I agree. I maybe didn't see him as the number one. Aiden Hutchinson, I really did love that. And I, I do, I, I think you're correct as well. I think culturally wise, I mean, he's a good culture guy. I'm really happy that the Lions did get him. But I think the Jags have also done well getting Trevor Walker. Kayvon Thibodeau dropping. I, I mean, there was rumours he dropped out of the out of the top 10 altogether. Um, Evan Neal as well. I mean, he was pretty much in January rumoured to be your your pick as well, mm. Evan Neal and Kevin Thibodeau both going to the New York Giants, much to my co-host Andrew's delight that both former number one picks, though never number one picks, both went to the Giants in the end. Do, do you think that's just what happens with draft fever? Is these players just dot, dot up and down? I mean, Evan Neal, Kevin Thibodeau, Eden Hutchinson will all the lead number one guys, I mean, from January to April, then Trevor Walker in the next two weeks, that happens. Do you think the Jags maybe were, I, I, I don't want to say victim of draft hype or anything like that, but there is so much thought that goes into this, Sam. There's so much review. There's so much stuff us as fans don't know and don't realise. What do you think ultimately was Jacksonville's sort of turning point for Trayvon to be that number one pick? Well, I think we knew the position they were going to take pretty much the whole time. Obviously, there was there was kind of talk about alignment, and I, I thought that might happen. But, hmm. I mean, looking back on it, I don't know why I really thought that would happen when just so much of kind of what we heard coming out of the organisation was about getting somebody that could do do work at edge. And you're looking at a guy there who, part of that Georgia team that just was so good defensively uh, last year. So I think I think it makes sense. Um, I do think it's, it is interesting how these narratives sort of flow throughout the, the off-season. I mean, I mean, you only need to look at, was it the season before, with the, the Mac Jones to the Niners talk that was going on. <laughs> and, you know, it's somebody that, Every every draft analyst, kind of a, a month or two before the draft, is oh he's not even very good, shouldn't be in the first round. Then the second there's a little rumor, suddenly actually I've always thought he was good, really good player. Um, and there's so much of that. And I mean, I think I think you mentioned it earlier. It was pretty obvious by draft night that Trayvon Walker was going to go first overall. Um, the mm. betting markets had absolutely been caved in. Um, <laughs> it was was not a well kept secret at all. But ultimately. I do think they've gone for a guy that wasn't necessarily the most highly rated by the majority of kind of NFL draft analysts and college football guys. So I, I do think that's generally quite a positive that they've actually gone out there. They've studied his tape. They've met him and they think he's the right guy rather than necessarily just jumping on the bandwagon with, with Hutchinson. Like I know I definitely did. So um, yeah, I think, I think it's probably a smart move from an, organization that haven't always done that so mm. fingers crossed it's good and I, I mean the rest of the draft I think Devin Lloyd that's a move 
probably the most exciting of, of all the picks, I mm. think. You're looking at a guy there who's just really, really going to improve that defense. He's flexible positionally. Um, obviously, Miles Jack has gone now, so so he can come in. And I just I just think it's a really nice move. Um, and mm. obviously, the rest, of the, the rest of the board was pretty good too. I mean, when Jags did trade up for the pick, and I can't remember who they, they traded with uh, now off the top of my head, but I don't know, it, it felt to me like, oh, Jags were coming to the first round, they're taking a pick, okay, oh, who are they going to pick? There's a lot of wide receivers, there's a few wide receivers on the way, there's this player, and it was, I, I don't know, it almost felt like, fan-wise, it felt like, oh, God, they've moved up for someone bad. They've moved up and there's going to be some random guy they're going to take, and then it was like you took them, they took Devin Lloyd, and it was like, oh, this... This is business by the Jags. Like Devin Lloyd, for a lot of people, is the best linebacker to come out of this draft. Um, closely competing to a lot of the other linebackers there. I mean, Chad Moomer, a lot of people think highly of him as well, but you're talking, it took in the fourth round, I believe. Uh, third, Devin, I think it was. Third, third, sorry. So, De but Devin yeah. Lloyd, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's very smart moves by the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, this year. You took the offensive lineman to bookend uh, with the offensive lineman you took last year. You took Trayvon Walker to pair alongside Josh Allen as your, your bookend edge rushes now, but it's just going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. You lose out Miles Jackie comes to the Steelers. Thank you for that, by the way. And uh, then Devin Lloyd comes in to fill in the gap. Does this feel like, you know, you've had two drafts now. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was, was the pick. Then you take Travis Etienne later in the draft and it was a head scratcher what the hell we're we doing james robinson was so good this year last year why have we done that he gets injured unfortunately and hopefully he bounces back to be really great this year uh and and then these picks happen but obviously the recency bias everyone thinks about that pick with etn did you think that there was some a bit of a vibe out there that was like well jags are going to mess these, these picks up they're not going to pick players that are going to be productive even though you know, you, you have in this draft, I think, pick players that, that really do make sense. You think, like you said, there was a bit of a turn of the tide. I think it's, you've seen that sense of turn of the tide this year with the, the mindfulness of these picks. Yeah, hugely. I mean, that's the thing with Jacksonville, right? You you see them pick somebody, and if it's not someone that was very consensus to go there, you mm. automatically assume they've absolutely bungled this. Whereas if it was the Patriots, I mean, as long as it's not receiver, you'd probably think, wow, it's a very canny move. Uh, so it is, it is kind of one of those. But I do think this this draft just impressed me because it, it was just maybe not the most exciting, but just, mm. just really sensible, strategic. And you can't really ask more than that when, you know, I think the Travis Etienne last year, don't get me wrong, I'm really looking forward to seeing him this year. And obviously with Robinson's injury, I think that's potentially going to be a really, really good pick ultimately. But I think everybody was looking at that, just thinking, we've got an undrafted free agent that's been absolutely phenomenal. What on earth are you doing? Mm. Um, and I mean, there's picks even going back further than that. Like Finette, uh was was a very good player, but drafted so high. And most people were kind of, you know, saying you shouldn't take a running back that high. And yeah, the Jags have done a lot of that through the year. So it is nice just to see just smart, smart picks. And you sort of touched on it earlier when we talked about the off-season as well. I mean, notable players brought in Darius Williams, the corners, Zay Jones, wide receiver, Evan Engram, tight end formerly of the Giants, Christian Kirk, who people said to get an absolute insane contract to actually. However, it does sort of work out to be okay. It isn't as crazy, I think, as it is on pay. It is crazy numbers wise but on paper is actually not as crazy and uh follower soon uh fatakasi the defensive tackle for his side hello uh linebacker brandon chef the guard again is this just more mindful is this 
it, 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 it's, it's this feel like a bit more of a serious Jacksonville Jaguars now because there's some there's some names in there that you know Zane Jones ain't going to set the world off I doesn't feel like Ola Kuhn is a decent linebacker Fatakasi different defensive tackle but Brandon Sheriff a, a, a very good guard uh Eric Engram injury woes have sort of played in because potentially got a, a great tight end there Christian Kirk wide receiver but did shine in Arizona. He did look really good there. Um, how did you feel about the off-season signings and 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 the mind, mindfulness of the Jags? I suppose I keep using the word mindfulness, but <laughs> it's just it just sometimes you don't really relate that to Jacksonville every now and then, and then it, but it feels like there is that turning, maybe. Yeah, I think Christian Kirk is is maybe an example of that because hmm. when that was announced and that that contract was announced, just to start with, just the pure numbers. I remember everybody, myself included, were just going, they've done it again. They've mm. utterly made, you know, a dog's ear of this. Mm. But ultimately, when it comes, when, you know, the, the news actually kind of is developed a bit more and you find out about the, the way the contract is structured, it really wasn't that bad. And I think you're getting mm. a guy there who is still, still like maybe 25, maybe 26 at a push. Like he's still quite mm. young. Came into the league young, been in the league for a while. And he's going to be paired with a really exciting young quarterback here. I think obviously the, the the sheriff deal as well. I think that's by far the best of them. That's mm. just a yeah, that's a blockbuster of a deal. Um, keeping Trevor, Trevor Lawrence on his feet is the most important thing the team can do, and they've now got a guy who's proven previously he can do that and do it well. So I think that offensive line has been hugely boosted. Um, a lot of the other moves, particularly the defensive moves, maybe not the most exciting. I don't know if they're guys who are going to really go out and be game changers but just good solid roster additions that mm. will you know maybe just the marginal gain improve the defense by like one percent two percent but ultimately that's all you can ask for and i think trevor F, trevor engram evan engram mm -hmm. is a really interesting one um he's got boom or bust capability it feels like yeah and he mm. he was another guy i think i mentioned it was at this this nfl uh jags thing in london and manchester as well and he there, quest there were questions about the Giants or questions about who he's looking forward to playing um, and teams he w didn't want to do well and stuff like that. And he, he kind of made a point to say he doesn't want to see the Giants do well, <laughs> um, which was a bit of a surprise. You don't normally see people say mm. that about a former team. But that, to me, I was a bit, I'm was i always a bit worried with a free agent uh, signing, especially in a kind of... Um, what's the word? Uh, like a playmaker kind of thing, mm. position... I'm always a bit worried that are they over the hill? Is it just for money? But mm. he genuinely seemed to have a huge chip on his shoulder. Mm. And from a Jags fan perspective, that's what we want to hear. I mean, this is a guy mm. who frankly looked pretty pissed off, um, especially <laughs> when you talk about the Giants. I think taking that energy into the season from a guy like that, I, I, I'll be honest, after seeing that, seeing him talk, I'm a lot higher on him than I was beforehand. Um, I know it's just little things like that, but I think he's, if it works, he could be, you know, a huge, huge addition. And if you look at who the Jags have had at tight end in recent years, I, oh, it's spotty it's, at best. <laughs> it is. It is spotty. And you, you, I mean, I don't know what like the, the highest catches we've had from tight ends have been. But it certainly can't be high. They don't really get involved in the game, or they haven't in, in recent years. I think you've got him. You've also got Dan Arnold's at the team. Uh, so I think you've got some tight ends who are capable of making plays, which I think ultimately that's only going to help Trevor out. So, um, yeah, I think it's just really smart additions in general. 
when you have that impact player and they're on the market, like you said, there is that sort of, well, what if they're really good? Why are they not at their team? Unless it's a cap reason. When, when, when it's a money reason, we go, okay, I get it. You can't afford everyone. You know, mm. look at uh, Green. Well, we, at first we were like, well, Green Bay, okay, can't afford Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Like, oh, wait, no, you did have Devontae Adams. Okay, all right, okay. Then, then suddenly it's like a whole different picture, isn't it? But when you actually generally can't afford players, that's when you're like, well, wait, wait, well, why are they on the market? Like, what they are like, like DeAndre Hopkins. What you say when he went to Texans? It's like, well, why, why are they trading him? Because that say, yeah. seems like a really stupid move. Like, what's going on with that? In a way, actually, when you think about it now, you go, well, he was 29, and he is sometimes gets injured. He is great. Like, right, he's still one of the top three wide receivers in the league. But could we say he's now nearly getting over the hill after his what second, third year in Arizona? He, you could maybe argue the case, I suppose. And but when you get but Evan Engel, you say it's an interesting case because it, I think it's almost uh, he's been injured, it hasn't really had a chance to prove himself in New York, got a lot of hype, got drafted quite high, and now wants to go to a Jacksonville team and, and be successful. And I think it, there is, like we've sort of said, uh, sort of the change in Jacksonville happening. Um, I think there is more to come, uh, evidently, with Doug Peterson. How did you feel about the hire? There was a lot of big name coaches on the market this year, obviously, admire gets rightfully dismissed at the end of last year and uh, it all it all goes into a bit of a flurry and we think, oh, here we go, Jacksonville changing coaches again. But getting someone like Doug, an ex-Super Bowl champion, had a bit of a torrid time towards the end with the Eagles. Were you quite happy with the hiring there? Um, yeah, I, I have a couple of... <laughs> the, the, the um bit at the start before you say yeah is not a confidence thing of saying yeah <laughs> straight, straight off the bat. <laughs> there were... There were kind of people that the, the team were linked with kind of before before making that choice that I was a bit higher on. Um, there was kind of talk about Todd Bowles, which mm. I think would have been exciting. Um, and just a, a number of other guys I was I was quite keen on. Um, so I wasn't overly pleased, but mm. I think ultimately, sorry to keep talking about this this Jaguars event in last week, okay. but just just hearing the way someone like Baselli spoke about him as as having this kind of calm influence and kind of really understanding players as well as being able to actually kind of I guess communicate and inspire an NFL player I think that that's kind of put my mind at ease like don't get me wrong we know what people who are who kind of have associations with teams can be like they can often just you know say say what you want to hear and it might be a part of that but I do think this is a guy who maybe it didn't end so well in Philadelphia and they're pretty much since since Super Bowl win there's people kind of questioning who was actually really behind that Super Bowl win was it him was it Reich who who, who was it so I think that's a very interesting interesting topic but I think that he's got a team here traditionally the Jags have been quite good at sticking sticking with their man he's got a great young quarterback uh, on, on paper anyway he's now has an offensive line there are some interesting skill players there as well um and I do think there's it's the first time in in a long, long time it feels like things are looking up. And I think he might well be the man because I think obviously the Urban Meyer thing it became totally clear that the culture had been absolutely decimated. And one thing we do know about Doug is that seems to be something that's very high on his agenda. And I'm sure when he was interviewing for the role, that would have been something that he'd have been very clear was important. So yeah, overall I think I've been one around a little. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season now. 
obviously it'd be bad to get you on and not just talk about Jags, but also talk about general NFL as well. I mean, uh, lots happened this offseason. It wasn't one of the most memorable off-seasons that we've really had. So many wide receiver trades, so many, so much movement, so much signings. I mean, signings even happen now. Pittsburgh Steelers signed yesterday Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle, which I'm, I'm buzzing about. I think that's such a great signing by us. I can't believe he was still a free agent, to be honest with you. And there's plenty of players still out on, their, on the free agency market. But what... What narrative are you looking forward to, to seeing next season? Aside from the Jacksonville Jaguars stuff, obviously, you know, is it Devontae Adams in 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 uh, Las Vegas? Is it Tyreek Hill in Miami? Is it Wilson in Denver? Like, what what narrative are you looking forward to seeing? Sort seeing how it progresses throughout the season. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of which of the teams that didn't perform well last year kind of turn mm. things around, uh, and one of them is the Giants, which we'll talk about in in a second, I think, but. The Lions, for me, are just a super, super interesting team. Um, I don't know what it is. I, something about Dan Gale. Finally, finally, someone is agreeing with me. I've been saying for weeks, if if there's two, t- if the Jets and the Lions are in that weird position where they could do what Bengals did in two seasons, they could just mm. flip. I just think they've got something going. The Lions more especially. Yeah, I. I the only thing the Lions are missing is a top, top quarterback. Because I still do have mm. question marks over Goff. But there's something about Dan Campbell. When when he was announced and, and hired for the Lions, he kind of made that that interview that was just awkward about, you know, chopping people's knees and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, who on earth is this this meathead? Um, mm. But he has totally won me over. I, I think he is, like, you know, I just I just see any clips of him talking. And, I, you know, I'd run through a brick wall for the guy. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think he's phenomenal. And the... the the people they've acquired there. We talk about Hutchinson. That Hutchinson plus Dan Campbell, like that mm. Detroit is just gonna be so full of incredibly strong culture. Um that I think that's gonna get them a long way. And they do have some really talented guys in that offense as well. Um obviously you got Swift, uh you got the receipt what's his name? Williams that came in. Um, mm. He's going to be injured for for a little bit this season, hopefully back by the end. But I think he's a guy who could be be really good and Hawkinson's one of my favourite players, favourite young players. So DJ, DJ Shark as well. I'm a Ross yeah. Brown. I mean, I, I just think they got something going. There's just, like you said, with Dan Campbell, it was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Start like, yeah. especially for UK fans that don't have that, that US to UK mentality where, you know, we speak the same language, but ultimately it is a very, very different culture, a very far apart. And it's like, what's this guy talking about? This madness, this guy. And then by yeah, the end of the season, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm all in for you. Like, I would, yeah, win for a brick wall for you. Like he's he just has this ability. He, but I, I do think you're right about the, the key callback. But that was the same with the Bengals. They had the foundations. They had the players. Mm. They just they need that callback to push them over. And they tank this year. There's two very good quarterbacks in the draft next year that could easily take the helm there, and it could be a very different story. Definitely. And you mentioned the Jets. I think they are a team who they are only going to improve. They've done so well. I think they probably have the best draft out of anybody in the entire NFL uh, for me. Um, and I, they are just, you talk about narratives. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, how a team such as the Bengals kind of do this year. I think they were maybe slightly fortunate to go as far as they did. I think they had a road their luck a, a, t- a few times. And ultimately now there's going to be a lot more expected of them, a tougher schedule, Let's see if they can keep that momentum, keep improving, or will there be some sort of regression? Um, I would think a slight regression, 
but mm. I'm looking forward to finding out. But I, I think this is arguably one of the most exciting seasons we've had ahead in a mm. long time. Um, I feel maybe I say that, maybe I'd say that every year, but every single team, there's a narrative. There's so many, so many trades have happened, like you mentioned. There are so many kind of comeback stories waiting to happen. Like, I mean, the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill, it's not something I really thought would happen in a long, long mm. time. So to see see that, obviously Aaron Rodgers without his his sort of best receiver, and they've not really got anybody with a big name in to replace him. So mm-hmm. that's a very interesting situation as well. I think I think there's a lot of teams that are good. we're going into this season thinking they're going to do really well that might really underperform, and vice versa. I think there's a lot of teams that maybe aren't so fancy, such as the New York Giants, that could could have a very very strong year. Sorry, I, when I was fiddling around there, my computer decided it wanted to nearly run out of battery. So I was just plugging in, but I listened to everything you said. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. It is one of them cliches we say every year. Like, this year is going to be bigger and better. But, like, it's not... It, I mean, I could probably watch the same sort of podcast that I did this time last year, this time last year, and I probably would have quoted that and said, next year is going to be so amazing. And But it has. it is true. It is... This is what excites us and what brings the, us as fans to carry on watching is the development of the game year on year. It doesn't get stale. It, it's ever changing. And as the money goes up, the more madness happens, the more there's movement, the more the players demand more. It gets so... It, it, March is more exciting than April when it comes to the draft. It almost, it almost feels like we get that excitement then the draft comes along and it's even more exciting. Then the draft this year was was equally as exciting in my mind anyway with all the movement that was. But you're right, there's so there's so much to think about, so much to talk about and th- th- there, it's going to be such an exciting season. We did talk briefly about fantasy football before uh, we got on, on here. I know you're a big fantasy football player yourself. You're in a few leagues. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Ourselves included, we have a fantasy football show which I'm sure we'd love you on at some point. Um, we were talking about a certain player, however, that you think is going to be is your sleeper player, I suppose. And I am doing this completely for Andrew, our co-host's benefit. But we were talking <laughs> about players, talking about drafting, talking about who you get. But who's your who is your sleeper player for this year in fantasy football? So there's obviously a couple, and there's one team in particular. I kind of mentioned them as a team I think are going to improve. But the Giants, for me, there is no way on earth they're going to have the kind of play that they had last year they have an offensive mind in there they have significant improvements on the offensive line i think i think saquon barkley for where he's being drafted at the moment in terms of adp you're looking at a guy who's going to exceed that i think he's going to be definitely a top 10 back probably a top five back next year really looking forward to seeing him play i think a, a guy if if that's real bold sorry to to swear that is really bold to say to be fair I think he's going to be huge, you know. I think that, that whole Giants team, God, I'm going to get such egg on my face after that whole Giants team. I think Daniel Jones, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. From a fantasy perspective, we've seen in the past he's had some, some pretty productive times, but I think having a better offensive line ahead of him, I think we could see him being a real kind of good fantasy uh, quarterback, even if he's not necessarily one in real life. Mm-hmm. And Kadarius Tony is a guy I, I absolutely adore. And I think he could be a, you know, get him at the end of a draft, get him in into your team, and he could really explode as well. So I think there's a lot of options, particularly on the Giants, uh, that I, I just absolutely in love with this season. 
I'm sure you'll make Andrew Akaho very, very happy. He's rooting for the Giants. And I'm sure you'll probably see the Packers v. the Giants at Tottenham, as well as the Saints at the Vikings and the Broncos and Jags. Are you going to be at all the London games? Are you going to America this year to see any games? Are you doing that within journalism? or No, so I'm, I'm going to the Jags game. I've sorted that one out already. Mm. I'm hopefully going to get to the two Spurs games. And I've got flights and accommodation and everything for the German game as well. But it's nice. I think getting a ticket for that is going to be... Very, very difficult, but going to give it a good go. Um, fortunately, I can't get to America to see a game this year. I'm, I'm going to Qatar for the World Cup, which is taking oh. off quite oh. a lot of my time. Yeah, <laughs> that's awful. It's not like a weekend in Newquay, is it? Like You could say a bit more <laughs> oomph about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's one of those things, you know, it's, I feel a bit bad for going. Like, I'm, I'm going against my principles, but... Uh, what, what do principles matter anyway, right? But, um, exactly. No, I think the NFL games, I, I think they're all really good. All of mm. the, uh, sorry, all the UK NFL games are really good. Um, very exciting this year. I think the Jags game, like I said, is probably the pick of them. Seeing Aaron Rodgers in the UK is going to be incredible. And obviously mm. the Viking Saints is, isn't going to be a bad game either. So I think we're, we're, we're quite spoiled really as UK fans mm. at the moment. I think this year is especially... Last year, like as much as the games are great, we love we love them coming over. We, after every game last year, we all went could have not been here today and not worried about it. Like actually, in reality, I could have not been here. Like it's been a really nice day out, and I've enjoyed it with my friends and enjoyed the atmosphere, enjoyed seeing the NFL. But th- th- there's nothing overly that I've missed today, really. Which you can you can say that after every game, if the games are like they are, like you know, you don't know what's going to happen. If you know, if the, if any of them games have been a 42 to 45 you've been oh my god that's the best game ever but you just don't know do you whereas this year it does feel like the you know the Packers coming over the first time the Broncos Russell Wilson the Jags looking new the Saints with no Sean Payton and Drew Brees how's that going to work the Vikings bringing Justin Jefferson Dalvin Cook like there's a lot of dynamics going on this year the Giants again could be a real big bounce back team there's lots going on this year. And again, the addition of the uh, the German game this year, which would be the books with the Chiefs. Then we've got the Mexico game, uh, which I think is the Cardinals 49ers, if, off the top of my head, I believe. Um, but I'm, I'm, not sure wrong that. I'm pretty sure it's the 49ers, but I can't remember who they're against. But that'll be a great game as well. Um, finally, just to sign off, obviously, 3-14 and 14 last year, you get the number one pick. What record are we going to see from the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, Sam? What, what, how many wins are we going to total this year? Or do you think it's still going to be the transition? I mean, you're going, you're going under 500? You're going under 500? Yeah, I think we probably are going under 500, but it's going to be, it's going to be very, very close. And certainly, I think it's going to be an improvement on last year. I think division-wise, things aren't necessarily the easiest. I think when you, you look at the AFC South, Titans have, um, maybe they've not improved, but they've not got worse. Mm. The Colts, I think, actually have a quarterback now, so they're going to improve. And the Texans, frankly, can't get any worse. So <laughs> I think all in all, it's going to be tougher in the division. But I think there's promise in this team. And ultimately... I'd say a team to look at would be the Jets last year. Not a particularly great year, but you could definitely see there was a progression from the year before, which I think as a fan would have made you happy. And I think that's what we'll see from Jacksonville this year. A solid progression, probably stay under 500, but enough that we'll see some kind of, see some hopes for the future, I think. Well, 
Lastly, thank you for coming on with us, Sam. We really appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, the FC South is a, it's a mixed up division, but we just don't really know just yet. I think it's going to be definitely lay of the land where that division is going to happen in the first three or four weeks. And then we're sort of going to see what happens progressing moving forward. But Sam, you've been a really great guest. Thank you for coming on. Make sure you follow all of Sam's stuff on social media, whether it be NFL or all the other sports. Enjoy Qatar. Take your sunscreen, you know, take take your take your home comfort, take a bit of Marmite and stuff because you may not be able to get it out of there, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm sure, like you said, forget principles when we win the World Cup, right? Exactly. I think it's coming home, isn't it? Oh, it's coming home. We never thought we'd say it on the Franchise Tag Podcast, but it is coming home. But until then, make sure you like and subscribe to the Franchise Tag Podcast. Again, check out Sam's stuff all on social media. We'll see you all very soon for another friend, the Friends of the F-Tag uh, episode many of them come up in the future we'd love you to come on sam for, fran for a franchise tag fantasy show later on Definitely. in the year that'd be really great you can get sort of the intel of our fantasy leagues which uh yeah there's a lot of, a lot of nifty moves going on in our league a lot of uh a lot of crazy things so uh, i'm sure it'll be good fun to talk about but again thank you very much for joining us we'll see you all very soon mm -hmm.